Simon Bridges has written an open letter to the Prime Minister, and I'll read you two sentences of this. He says, New Zealanders find it inconsistent that you allow large numbers of people at bars, restaurants or sporting events, but continue to deny more than 10 people gathering for religious services. It was right to increase the number of people who can attend funerals in Tangi. It is right to do the same for our faith communities. As I said a moment ago, we will go head to head on this, whether or not we should be loosening the rules around religious freedom, but somebody who is is a minister, as in a minister of a church, has been in the past and is now in Parliament, is Alfred Naro, who's a National Party MP, and he joins us now. Alfred, good afternoon. Yes, good afternoon, Tim and Tim. And just to add to my baking story, um, uh, for the first time I baked hot cross buns during the Easter period. So, oh, well yeah, done. You learn, you, you learn new stuff along the way. And were they successful? Uh, well, put it this way, my kids said that the way that I was kneading the dough looked like I was beating the dough, you know, and um, and the test of the of the pudding was that when it came out, and when it was hot, it was great. When it was cold, it was not. Like a cheeseburger. So, um, like a cheeseburger. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well done. Good on you for giving it a go. I love hearing these baking stories. Yeah. But on to, on, well, I guess it is a, there's a slight religious connection with the hot crust buns, of course. But why should the government be loosening the rules around the limiting of uh, religious gatherings to 10 people? Well, the thing is, is that we've released the rules and loosened the rules on, on just about everything else. And when we've asked the question as to the reasons why, uh, in particular, around uh, religious or, or faith organisations, groups, that come, and we're talking about hundreds of thousands of people, um, there was no rational reason why uh, that was given. And, uh, and again, uh, as people have said and you've known uh, and is in the letter, um, those very same people who go to the churches, by the way, who probably would have gone to a cafe before on a Saturday or on a Friday, would have gone to a restaurant, maybe went to a supermarket, maybe went to the side of the game uh, and watched a sporting game as well, uh, could have gone to the gym, and yet the very same people can't exercise, I suppose, their same freedoms by simply coming together and just gathering for a moment uh, to be able to um, you know, pay respects um, in their religion and in their faith. Do you think um, is civil disobedience, I mean, we've seen the headlines with Brian Tamaki, um, uh, who's, I mean, he's a polarising figure, which is probably unhelpful, but is there a, what do you, what do you, what's your take on people who might just deliberately flout it with, uh, when it comes to civil dis- disobedience? Or is it a case of lobbying for change uh, rather than just breaking the rules. Well, you know, Tim, we oh, sorry, Tim and Tim, we um, you know, as a country, Kiwis, you know, sacrificed their freedoms right uh, for up to eight weeks. Why? Because it's in our DNA. When our country's been under imminent threat, we know what it is. We gather together, and the character of our nation is that you know we'll do whatever it takes. And so we did that willingly uh, for eight weeks. Then coming into level two, um, I suppose then people were excited, right? Finally, we can get back to some normality. But now we're in a place where we're saying, well, you can, but you can't. Mm. You see, and I think that's where people start to to say, well, hang on. We obeyed the rules. We did what we needed to do. We're really thankful for where we are now as a country in regards to our COVID level 19 uh, levels are. And now you're saying, well, you can do this, but you can't do that. And I think this is where now people start to get a bit angry. You know, we, we, we don't live in a dictatorship. We live in a democracy. And the very things that democracy is based on is the freedom of choice. Yes, the, the, that's it. That's it. I can see the argument, which is that that no one is trying to stop people from practicing their faith. 
you can still practice your faith at home. And while it doesn't have the communion of going to church, that, that no one is saying that you aren't allowed to be Christian or Muslim or whatever it is. It's just that I can see the difference from, say, a cinema or a bar to a church service, particularly, say, if it's a Catholic service, that how communion is practiced, you are doing an awful lot of sharing. Whether it's Catholic or Protestant, that the passing around of the envelope, you're doing an awful lot of sharing. So that, And, and also that your church family, if you're a regular churchgoer, you you know them all, and so that the likelihood of spreading germs is actually much higher than it is in a bar where you don't know all the other people, or in a cinema where you don't know the other people, and you're certainly not going to be talking to them. So to me, it is actually quite different. Well, hang on, Jim. You've now just put a judgment upon other people. So I've been to the gym this week, right, when we've opened up. They have put a system in place. They've put uh, gym equipment, so they're spaced out, so they're accommodating for their change. I went over to a cafe, my local cafe up here bought a coffee and a donut, right? And again, uh, every second table was spaced out. People had put down the, uh, a sign. We said, sit at this, don't sit at that, right? Why is it when churches have also said, we're responsible people? Now, let's think about this. The people that would normally go there, right, are people who are, are pretty responsible. They have accommodated for change. Let's think about what happens with the funeral directors, for instance. They had accommodated, they changed. Māori inferences around tikanga had said, look, this is what we'll do. We'll even change the way we do our culture. Why? Because we know what it means to do the right thing. So now what you're saying, Tim, is that we can't trust the very same people who are responsible, like the gym owners, like the bar owners, like the restaurant owners. You're now saying, well, hang on, can we trust them? We've trusted everyone else. So d- but now we're saying we can't trust you. Alfred, how concerning is it that, that there are some churches which seem to be fomenting discontent uh, and, and some people even encouraging that online for something which is really only likely to be just two more weeks? Well, let's, let's ask this question then. Let's, let's put another scenario. Let's say that you allowed the churches to have 100, but let's say that the restaurant owners, the cafes and the gyms were only allowed to have 10. I tell you what's going to happen you'll have exactly the same situation. You're going to have gym owners who are going to start banging down the doors, ringing on the phones, sending emails. You're going to have restaurateurs, and here's what they will say. Our businesses will die, they will close. Why? Because you've not allowed us to practice you know, the things that are important for us, right? That's exactly the same thing. And, and in some cases, I imagine they may even consider civil disobedience. Now, I'm not saying it's right, by the way. I'm not saying it's the right thing to break the law. But what I'm saying is that you're now getting an emotion that's coming at when you challenge the very freedoms of people. We wouldn't be having this conversation if there was one rule for all, right? What would you be saying if if you were a minister in the church right now, what would you be saying to your congregation about two more weeks of not being able to have a full service? Well, I'd, I'd be saying that, look, you know, it's unfortunate that the fact is that the government has made this decision. Um, I'd say, like everyone else has, you know that there are many letters that have gone there. We have actually, um, uh, sorry, here I am. So as if I was speaking, I'd say, look, we've written a letter to the Prime Minister. We've written to our our MPs. We've spoken to them. And we've talked about how we feel that at the moment they have judged us by not allowing us to feel that we're safe enough to do the right thing or trusted us. But at the same time, too, but, you know, we're not going to break the law. We're going to actually do the right thing. We're going to accommodate. We're going to cluster for 10. I know friends who are pastors who've then had outside services, right? They've done the right thing. They've clustered in groups of 10, and they've hepped up to maybe 50 people. But they've not broken the law, but they've accommodated. But okay. I, I think this goes further than that, which, again, here's what the question is. Today, it, it may be churches, but if, if it was the, on the other side, 
it's the freedoms that we are challenging of ordinary Kiwis, like you and I, to be able to have the right to choose. If there was one flat rule for all, then no one would be arguing, right? Yeah, but I, I think I think the reason there isn't one flat rule is that there are clearly different circumstances. Uh, we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for being on the program. It's Alfred Naro, National MP, and enjoy your Sunday. It's 17 minutes past three.